0: Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So it looks as though he's finally dead. Tony Dow, the man who played Wally Cleaver in the TV show Leave It to Beaver, has gotten more press in the last three days because they announced he was dead. And nope, he's not dead. And now, yes, he is dead. So his management team the other day said, yeah, he's He's dead. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Tony Dow. He's uh, 77, and uh, he's dead. Then the wife said, Oh, no, uh, he's still alive. Sure, he's uh, being cared for by hospice, but he's not dead. Then today, we get the news, you know what? Yep, he's dead. So, rest in peace, Tony Dow, for finally, finally, being reported truthfully, I guess, that uh, he had passed away. Tony Dow, dead at the age of 77 years of age. Rest in peace. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I want to thank everyone who listens to this show, Chewing the Fat, no matter what country you're living in. And in particular today, I'm thanking uh, the people of Japan and the people of the United States. Japan is in the top 10 of countries that listen to Chewing the Fat, and I'm glad that they took me up on my idea of hunting down the monkeys who have been attacking people and killing them, because that's what should happen. Now, they haven't killed them all yet, uh these gang this gang of monkeys have been attacking people and wounded nearly 50 people and now they have found uh they they came upon the gang and they shot one now they originally just hit him with a tranquilizer and i guess they were looking for gang tats and seeing if this was the right monkey and then Once they realized, yep, he's got the gang tats on. So there's still plenty of gang members out there attacking people. Um, The officials are out looking for these monkeys. They have commissioned hunters to go out and look for this gang. And I guess we're going to go ahead and tranquilize them and then look for the gang tats. And as soon as we realize, yep, they've got the gang tat. (laughs) I personally am not aware of the name of the, uh, the monkey gang, but, uh, I guess it's, uh, you know, <laughs> monks of anarchy could probably suit them just fine. Anyway, this is exactly what I said needed to happen to them. And I'm glad that Japan, uh, one of the countries, uh, in the top 10 of listenership to chewing the fat, uh, took me at my word and has now commissioned hunters to go out and hunt down this gang of monkeys then i see a story uh, from here in the united states we talked about it martha stewart was whining about her peacocks getting attacked by uh, coyotes and wondering uh, any solutions to getting rid of these aggressive coyotes yes i had one <laughs> So thanks to Hunter Nation, a grassroots organization devoted solely to protecting the rights of hunters and promoting responsible management of dangerous predators, is uh, taking up uh, the call that uh, we did here in Chewing the Fat in the United States is obviously the number one country with listenerships to Chewing the Fat. Uh, They're saying, hey, uh, maybe we ought to just put them down. Yeah, you think, and apparently New York has uh, a season that you can hunt coyotes or put them down by you know if they're if they're harming your livestock or other pets, and so this was out of season, I guess, in New York. Um, If an animal is attacking your pets or livestock, uh, no matter what time of year it is. Um, I would say that you go inside and get your legal weapon and and if you happen to live in one of these backward states where there's a time frame on it just bury it yourself and shut up. Hey, didn't you used to have a coyote attacking your livestock and pets? Yeah, it just disappeared. Alright, let's talk some lawsuits, shall we? I see where Spectrum has been ordered to pay 7.4 billion dollars in damages after a technician killed an Irving woman here in uh, DFW Irving as a well. A part of the greater DFw area a Dallas county jury awarded Dallas county is in fact the county that uh, you know Mercury Studios are in a Dallas county jury awarded seven billion dollars in punitive damages to the family of the eighty three year old woman who was robbed and stabbed to death in her Irving home by a charter communications technician in two thousand nineteen. Earlier in June, Charter Communications was initially charged to pay 90% of a $375 million compensatory damages figure that the jury found Spectrum grossly negligent in the December 2019 murder of Betty Thomas by an employee. Wow. The punitive damages awarded by the jury are in addition to the compensatory damages. Wow, Obviously, they plan to appeal, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of money. And I'm very sorry that this lady was murdered. I don't know that they're going to get $7.4 billion out of Spectrum, but good luck. I hope they do. If they were at fault for hiring this douchebag who went around killing people, or at least killed one person, uh, they should be responsible for it. Now we have a lawsuit against Sesame Street. Uh, You know, Sesame Place in Philadelphia, a part of uh, SeaWorld Parks, who owns Sesame Place. Uh, $25 million dollars. The, uh, Baltimore black family is suing Sesame street theme park for that $25 million. If you remember the story, their daughters were allegedly snubbed by the costume characters. And it says allegedly here, but you know, you watch the video and it sure does look that way. And I told you the original video, I thought, well, what they said was that, uh, he was saying no to a lady behind the little kids that had a baby. So it looked like he was blowing off the two little black girls but you know the uh, the character was but really he was blowing off the lady behind him because they're not allowed to hold babies i was like okay i get that then we see another angle there was no mother with the little baby behind these little girls in that angle so it really was just saying no to these two little black girls and it's just heartbreaking and you can see that it's heartbreaking is it worth 25 million <laughs> i don't know Uh, you know, the lawyer is saying that the theme park should pay for the girl's mental health expenses and claims, uh, one is in isolation. Okay. Uh, is it terrible? Yes. Is it a terrible lesson, uh, going against these girls that they're not worthy of this from Sesame place? Absolutely. Is the little one in isolation over it? I, you know, that's what they say. That's what they say. So should Sesame street, Sesame place, pay the 25 million they probably will uh there's no doubt about that and they're probably going to end up paying a whole bunch more because now you have the uh the black caucus getting involved the congressional black caucus and they want an audience with sesame place and i'm sure that's going to be a great uh some would say i don't want to use the word shakedown but it's possible (laughs) Uh, Sesame Place is going to be paying out some big money. And if this is true, more people have come forward that this has happened with uh, their kids and other people at uh, SeaWorld and at Sesame Place. I mean, if that's true and there's actual proof of it going on, holy cow. Uh, there needs to be a big time shakeup at Sesame Place. No question. Do I think that these people should be fired? Maybe. Maybe, you know, if you can, if they, if they end up coming out saying, yeah, I was, I was going against uh, these black kids because I don't like these black kids. You absolutely, there's no place for that in today's world. You know, I watch some of these shows that, uh, uh, are based in back in the forties and the fifties here in the U S and how we treated, well, how we treated a lot of people, man, uh, from all walks of life. Uh, in this country uh, I, I, I want to believe that our country is in a different place and I realize that there are a few people out there that uh, are not in that different place and they should actually you know you need to set those people straight and that's what's happening here as well we have a lawsuit in New Jersey a family who is uh, they want uh, 50 million dollars and uh, the headline is uh, they want 50 million for burying the wrong body and the body never got buried uh, when you read the story, uh, is it worth some money? Yes. $50 million? Oof. I don't know about that. So the family of uh, Kayung Ja Kim, who died at the age of 93, were set to lay the casket into the ground, and her daughter requested to see her mother one last time. And they opened up the casket, and she was like, hey, uh, that's not my mom. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's uh, somebody else that's younger. Uh, The clothes look like the right clothes that we sent, but that's not her. And so the funeral parlor, the director was like, ah, people change. Ah, you know, they look different once you put them in the coffin. Do they? So then uh, they proceeded with the funeral procession. They were getting ready to uh, lower the casket into the ground. And then the funeral director came up and said, hey, uh, this is, is this a picture of your mom? And this is her her mom at the funeral home. (laughs) And uh, she just collapsed. And so they realized that, uh, yeah, it was the the wrong person. So they brought the casket back to the funeral home. And uh, they, yeah, darn it, we put the wrong person in the casket. Sorry. You know, what are you going to (laughs) do? Well, then they changed it out. So they ended up having you know, the funeral and, you know, everything worked out right. Is that worth $50 billion? I don't know. Uh, you know, is it worth something? Sure, absolutely it's worth something. And, you know, if she hadn't have opened the casket at the last moment, uh, you know, they would have never known, right? <laughs> <laughs> so is that worth $50 million? I don't think so. I don't think that that's worth $50 million, but what do I know? I will say that if that was my family, you're darn right it's worth $50 million. So good luck, God bless. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. As long as we're in the break room, we may as well have a snack because everyone likes to have a good snack throughout the day. Right? Right. But, you know, you'd rather not pack on the pounds doing it. I've got some great news. Built Bar is here to save the day. They've got so many flavors, there's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, and uh, you're talking to one right now, uh, they're passionate about their favorites. They've got amazing flavors like coconut and mint brownie and double chocolate and salted caramel, cookies and cream, and so much more i mean i I started going down that list and i just i want one of each right now uh when i have the coconut yep that's my favorite mint brownie yep that's my favorite double chocolate yep you know what that's my favorite salted caramel yep you know what that's my favorite cookies and cream yep that one's my favorite whichever one i'm eating that's my favorite one (laughs) But hey, if you can't pick a favorite flavor right off the bat You can get a mixed box Where you're going to get two of each of their nine regular flavors Built bars have up to 18 grams of protein And they're 180 calories or less Only four to five grams of sugar And only four to five net carbs And the good thing about that is you don't know it by tasting them Because they taste amazing You can take care of your sweet tooth And still be healthy. Go to built.com, Use the promo code Jeffy. Save 15% off your first order. Promo code Jeffy for 15% off at Bilt. B-U-I-L-T dot com. Bilt.com. Okay. uh, Big news. uh, Jeopardy uh, has uh, decided that, you know what? uh, I know people uh, say they like Ken Jennings. And they don't like uh, Mayim Bialik. I don't think that's how she pronounces it. Uh, And some people say, hey, Mayim Bialik, uh, we like her. We don't like Ken Jennings. And Jeopardy has said, you know what? We're just going to use both of them. So uh, so we're going to use both of them. They're going to split the hosting duties for Jeopardy. So congratulations to Ken Jennings and Mayim, Mayim Bialik. I don't think that's how you pronounce her last name. <laughs> I know it's not how she pronounces it, but I can't help it. That's how I look at her name, B-I-A-L-I-K. All I see is Bilik, So that's where I'm at with it, okay? Uh, they Do you believe this, man? It's season 39 is coming up for Jeopardy! incredible now they claim that uh, they're going to uh, split duties it's not going to be every other show it's going to be you know different uh, it's going to be different hosting duties for periods of time during the season by either Ken or mine and they talked about uh, creating a podcast of course you can't have a show without a podcast now uh, behind the jeopardy or behind the squares or flip the squares whatever they're going to call the the podcast and man, do I want to listen to Behind the Squares on Jeopardy? No, 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 really i I do. You're not going to be able to rip me away. Did you realize that uh, the movie Contact is 25 years old today? Uh, no, not today. Uh, this month, right? It was released in 1997, uh, July 11th. So it's 25 years old. Just amazing that this movie is 25 years old. Contact, which has the classic, all right? It's Haddon Enterprises. Is it a love story? Is it a sci-fi movie? And you know, Haddon Enterprises, and of course the classic, uh, the classic line from Doctor Haddon up at the Mir space station because he was—that's the only way he could keep his cancer at bay. <laughs> And he asked uh, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Arroway, right Ellie, right Ellie Arroway, that was her name, Jodie Foster, if uh, she why he was talking about building the uh, the special uh, ship that the aliens had left designs for, and uh, one crashed, right, and why build one when you can build. Two and it's a, it was being built by a wholly owned subsidiary of Haddon Industries and then he asked the doc want to take a ride think about it <laughs> <laughs> want to take a ride and of course uh, you know Haddon was uh, played by John Hurt who we lost we lost him he died in 2017 so rest in peace John Hurt uh, or you know head of had an enterprise <laughs> 25 years though of contact certainly doesn't seem that long ago man it does not seem like 25 years since that stupid movie came out congratulations also in order to chris cuomo man what a great guy he is and we were sorry to see him leave msnbc well he's got a new gig uh, he's going to host a primetime show for News Nation, uh, the cable news channel owned by local uh, TV giant Nexstar. Uh, the news was revealed on the channel Tuesday night in an interview with News Nation's 9 p.m. host, Dan Abrams. And Cuomo's show is going to debut in the fall, and he wants to find a way to help people. I'm going to come to News Nation, and I want to build something special here. I've decided that I can't go back to what people see as the big game. I think we need insurgent media. I think we need outlets that aren't fringe and are just trying to fill their pockets. So, no problem, Chris. Uh, Good luck. God bless. Uh, I know that uh, he's got his podcast. Uh, It's not going to (laughs) be... Chris Cuomo's podcast definitely is not as good as you know, behind the, the board or the categories or, you know, behind the podium at jeopardy, but, uh, he's got the quiz, Chris, the Chris, I can't even say it. It's so good. The Chris Cuomo project. And I bet that is good. I, I apologize to you, uh, that I have not listened to one single word from the Chris Cuomo project podcast. And I don't know that I want to do that. But if you email me at com and ask me, hey, you think you could listen to the Chris Cuomo Project podcast to give us a review of it? I'll, you know, I'd have to do it. I'd have to do it. But until I get a request from my audience, I'm not going to do it. So you can email com and ask nicely. I may, I'd have to get to it. I don't necessarily want to do that. But I know now that you're going to email and ask me to do that. You. All right, fine. And I see Hollywood fat shaming again. This this actually kind of ticks me off. You know, we're supposed to believe that uh, if you're gay, if you're not gay, you can't play a gay character. If you're not trans, you can't play a trans character. And uh, now how come it's not the same way with fat people? Uh, so now Brendan Frazier making his big return to films, being a Mr. Star. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, he's all better now. He's not hooked on drugs and he's going to try to make his big comeback to Hollywood and he's going to be in a movie called the whale. Oh, okay. That's great. What, what is the whale? What is, I wonder what that is about. Well, it's about a fat person. Oh. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it's about a 600-pound man struggling to reconnect with a 17-year-old daughter. And uh, the character abandons his family for a man, of course. So this man has a family and he abandons his family for a man. And then his man-lover dies. And he turns to food for comfort and becomes the 600-pound man. And it's going to be great. And they're all saying how much Brendan Fraser, how good he is. And he's wearing a fat suit and he's unrecognizable. And he's just a great actor. And it's just wonderful. And the costume was extensive and cumbersome. And it's just great to see somebody like this play a fat person. Well, you know, how come uh, come we're not using a fat person? How come we're not using a 600-pound man? Because Hollywood fat shames people, that's why. And they make it a big deal. If you're skinny uh, or, you know, a non-fat person, you can play a fat person and get awards in Hollywood and be great. So, you know, I'm okay (laughs) in real life. I'm okay with it. I am. I don't care. I want, if you, it's called acting Uh, You know, a male can play a female, a female can play a male, if a skinny person can play a fat person, a a regular person can play a trans person, a regular person can play a gay person, a gay person can play a straight person. I don't care. Just do the part. But when you tell me that can't be the case with, you know, a gay person can't play a straight person well that's okay but if you're a straight person you can't play a gay person if you're a straight person you can't play a trans person so why is it okay for a you know non-fat person to play a fat person why why is that okay because hollywood hates fat people yeah that's what it is (laughs) Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. James Lovelock, dead at the age of 103. Yes, who died today? We did lose another one, James Lovelock, uh, at the age of 103. He was the climate prophet who first proposed the Gaia hypothesis, passes away, surrounded, of course, by his family on his birthday at 103 years of age. He proposed the Gaia hypothesis back in the 70s, which saw Earth itself as a complex, self-regulating system that created and maintained the conditions for life on the planet. His contribution to environmental science included developing a device to measure ozone depleting chloro chlorofluorocarbons and you want to get rid of those chlorofluorocarbons in the atmosphere and pollutants in air soil and water his family said hey he was fine uh, you know six months ago and then he and he had a fall and uh, it was over uh, that was the end of the last six months so very sad The uh, very sad we did lose. Uh, we lost another one. James Lovelock, uh, dead at the age of 103. We did also, as mentioned earlier in the show, we did lose Tony Dow. Uh, first he was dead, then he was alive and now he's dead. So rest in peace to both, both of those men. And I see in San Francisco, I love the headline, which is I mean, the headline is like a, uh, Uh, You know a show A TV show San Francisco man Gets red zone parking ticket After curb was repainted While his car was parked (laughs) Yeah we went ahead and painted the red zone And then we wrote you a ticket That's the way it works So Okay So they even claimed that they painted it While they were parked there And you could see where they tried to You know they missed the tire and everything San Francisco claims uh, That was a red zone anyway It was just faded and we went ahead and uh, made sure that you could see the red paint on the curb and we wrote you a ticket because it was still a red zone ticket. So they're just saying that it was faded. Now they show pictures of the, uh, the same street area that was, you know, had the faded red zone, uh, paint on the curb. So kind of think it's true. But uh, you know he's fighting it, and I'm sure. Look, you go before the judge. I'm sure, or they go before. I don't know that you go before the judge. You go before some ticket guru that uh, says whether you're whether it's legal or not. Yeah, the citation clerk. That's a good gig right there. <laughs> yes, I'm the citation clerk. Uh, you either get it or not, and I decide, and I'm the one that decides. Okay, but these people are pissed, and they even they are so mad at San Francisco. They're talking about, look, I'm fighting. The wife says, uh, I'm going through chemotherapy right now. We hate what's going on in this city, and we are just we had a we had a catalytic converter stolen a little while ago on our car, and this little. uh red zone parking debacle could be the final straw. Uh, we want to leave the city and we want to move to France. <laughs> I mean, you could move to another city in America, but no. Uh, things are so bad at San Francisco, people are willing to move to France over a red zone par- Maybe we should paint some more. Paint, some- I mean, paint every curb in San Francisco with some red paint. I mean, they can all go to France. We can start again. And speaking of unpaid tickets, I see where Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of the great city of Chicago, has reportedly racked up a bunch of traffic tickets. And guess what? She's not paying them. Yeah. No, we're not paying them. She was the one who advocated for stricter speed cameras in the city. And two of her SUVs that are used to shuttle the mayor around have accumulated three speed camera tickets. Two warnings in the past month. I mean, one of them was in, I think one or two of them are in a school zone. So what's good for you is good for you, but not for me. Okay? That's just the way it goes. I'm not paying for it. and uh, But the buffer zone in Chicago, they have the speed cameras out, and they're issuing citations if you're six miles an hour over the speed limit. And it was 10 So she advocated to drop it down to six miles an hour over the speed limit for them to send you a citation. So that's what you get, Lori. uh, How about you pay the bill, okay? Now, on the flip side of that, uh, the school zone one is an issue for me, but the other tickets, I do have a little bit of an issue. She's the mayor. That doesn't make her above the law, Jeff. No, I know, but she is the mayor, and you think, "Eh, you know, she's got... She, uh, so what? So what? Let her go. Let her off. Should you have to pay him? I guess. And as much and she's such a horrible person that yes, I want her to pay them. But if I was mayor of the city, I probably would fight those as well. I, I don't think you'd fight the school zone one though. That's a big problem. Uh, you're supposed to you're supposed to knock that, knock that acceleration down a little bit there, Lori. And I guess her new name is uh, Mayor Lori Leadfoot. I would be, that would be the headline in every Chicago newspaper if I was in that city. Oh man, Uh, Mayor Ledfoot would definitely be her new name. You know what? That's her new name for right now for me. Mayor Ledfoot of Chicago. Oh, it's not her, Jeff. It's her drivers. I don't care. I don't care. It's her people. She gets the name. Mayor Lori Ledfoot. And speaking of crime, uh, congratulations to the locals up in Oregon. Uh, Apparently there was reports of a man uh, walking through the forested area near uh, Mariel Lodge and Rogue River Ranch which is in the southwest corner of the state. And if you, this is my hand is Oregon. That ranch would be right here. Uh, the agencies said uh, they sprang into action. They wanted to contain the fire and apprehend the suspect. However, where he was spotted was really remote and they didn't know, you know, they knew that the only way to get there is, you know, through the river and they had to use BLM roads, Bureau of Land Management roads. So, you know, it would be very difficult to get there. Fortunately, local residents got wind of the reports of the arson and they helped out the law enforcement and fire services. They would some residents doused the fire. Three other residents spotted the suspect walking on a road near the fires and they placed him under citizen's arrest and tied him to a tree. (laughs) <laughs> apparently uh the uh while they were tying the man to the tree to subdue him until law enforcement arrived uh he fell oh darn and he injured himself i know i you know darn the luck i don't know how it happened and all of a sudden he just fell <laughs> and he hurt himself and so we didn't know what to do, so we just continued to tie the man to the tree and waited for the officials to show up. Now, they ended up taking him to the hospital for uh, where he was you know, treated for his injuries and then discharged into the county jail. So now this man faces two counts of first-degree arson, one count of reckless burning. And he was uh, also held because he had a warrant issued for violating his probation. So congratulations to all the, uh, the quick actions of the locals for putting out the fire and subduing this alleged thief. And I feel sorry for the alleged thief for, you know, (laughs) you know, I mean, that fall darn the luck. I don't know. I don't know how that happened when they, when he was being subdued by the three residents, but, uh, he did and he hurt himself and. I probably felt bad about tying the man to the tree after he fell and hurt himself. But what are you going to do? He's wanted by police. Okay, sure, we've got uh, COVID to still worry about. But now we have a, uh, a bacteria that causes melioidosis detected in Mississippi in the water. And it's the first time uh, that the cause of this disease, similar to TB, has ever been found in the U.S. The bacteria is responsible for the deadly infection, mel- meliodosis. It's been... <laughs> cases in america are sporadic with around a dozen found every year though they are usually born in parts of the world where it is endemic so we're starting to become a third world nation man oh man oh man and why do i say that well let's take a look at uh, monkeypox uh, i know uh The monkeypox capital now is uh, the United States of America. We have a total of 4,639 cases. Uh, We just had a a record-breaking 1,048 diagnoses, which got us to 4,639, which takes us uh, in front. Uh, Spain has 3,738 infections. Uh, we of course take over the number one slot. Germany has uh 2459, United Kingdom has 2400, 1800 in France, 800 in the Netherlands, Brazil, six almost 700, Canada has over 700, Portugal has uh, almost 600. So it's good news. Good news. I mean, we have. In New York, over 1,200 cases now. Holy cow. How many do we have in the great state of Texas? We have 287 cases in Texas. So New York, California, Illinois, Florida, Georgia, Texas. Now, there's your top five monkeypox distributors here in the United States of America. Yay! Yay! That's awesome. So now we've got the uh, deadly bacteria. That's first time ever in the U.S. We've got monkeypox, which is now uh, you know a world health problem. Um, the WHO wants uh, everybody to stop giving misinformation uh, and disinformation. Well, please, all you all you Twitterers out there, stop giving disinformation. I'd like to be. Uh, why don't you just tell us what the deal is? their world health organization and, uh, Tetris. And then we'll decide we'll get to say what we want to say, because that's what we get to do in America. Okay. you don't get to tell us what is and what isn't, but you know, what do I know? He's asking for all the social media companies and, you know, big tech to start, uh, well, censoring stigma and discrimination can be as dangerous as any virus and can fuel the outbreak. As oh. we have seen with COVID-19, misinformation and disinformation can spread rapidly yeah, online. we do not want that. So we that. call on all social media platforms, tech companies, and news organizations to work with us to prevent and counter harmful information. Oh, okay. Sure, no problem. We'll make sure that we censor everything. Okay? All right. Thanks. Tetris. And I know it's Tedros. Okay. It just ticks me off that, uh, they want to start, uh, censoring what we say about it because it's discrimination. You know, it's mostly happening in the gay community or men who have sex with men community. And we don't want to say anything bad about them. Sure. You can get it. Anybody can get it still. So it's still, it's just, you know what? And I'm going to say something that I don't want to say. And I, and I, and I won't, you know why? Because just, here's an idea. Don't, if you have the pox, I think, I believe I've said this before. If you have the pox, stop having sex with people. Stop having skin on skin contact with people. Stop letting your children or your friends lay down in the same sheets and bedding that you're laying down in until you're over it, until the pox goo is gone. Once the pox goo is gone, you're fine you can get back to normal activities. But until the pox goo is gone, how about you don't continue on with your normal activities? Whether it's heterosexual sex, whether it's men having sex with men, whether it's gay sex, whether it's trans sex, if you have the pox, how about you take a little bit of a break? Okay? Okay, good. Then to top it off, we have a Utah woman currently in the hospital fighting for her life after she contracted a flesh-eating bacteria from a series of spider bites she got while well, on a recent fishing trip. Now I would say, how about we don't fish there anymore? <laughs> so this uh, this lady, uh, Susie Felch Malawaho, a pretty pretty sure that's not how she pronounces it. Uh, she's actually a nationally recognized advocate for the Pacific Islander community and she's a big star uh, around the globe uh, recognized from that community and I had her name pronounced and I want to say it correctly uh, from a uh, an interview that she did with Coach V and he pronounced it like this and Miss Susie Felch Malo So there, <laughs> Susie Felch Malo uh fifty-nine-year-old uh, lady from uh, from Utah. She was on a fishing trip. And she woke up after the fishing trip. She had a headache, a fever, was in some pain, and they progressed. And then she went to see a doctor, and they said, uh, "You know, you don't have COVID. Of course, you can't go to the hospital with anything else other than COVID." Oh, you're not feeling well, COVID. Oh, okay. You either have the pox or the vid. Either you can't, you can't have something else anymore. But uh, then they said, uh, when uh, Malo. Hifafofo Fofo returned to the hospital a second time. Doctor said, Oh, you know, it probably isn't COVID or the pox. I bet it's something else. Oh, look, she had 15 spider bites on her body. Are you kidding me? She goes to the hospital and they don't catch that? She says she's sick and they don't check her out for that? So now she has, then now, she has seven of them. Seven of the bites have become flesh eating bacteria. Okay. <laughs> Huh. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm glad that I didn't have the vid or the pox. I mean, now, I mean, she's in big trouble, right? I mean, she's probably hanging on for her life now. Um, very sad. But uh, she went fishing, if you're from Utah, uh, she went fishing uh, in Mirror Lake, uh, which is about a half hour east of Salt Lake City, if my hand is Utah. Uh, you're looking at mirror lake right about there on the old hand um so uh very sad news about uh susie felch malo and uh that's agonizing and it ticks me off reading the story about going to the hospital and having the doctors go whoa well, you don't have covid so we don't know i know you feel like crap and you're feeling bad and you're wondering what's going on and uh, never mind those 15 spider bites you have all over your body. You must have got to go home. It's just something that you're going to have to live with. Oh, okay. Sure thing. Never mind. I'll come back later when I'm a lot sicker. And you can realize that I have this flesh-eating bacteria from these 15 spider bites. Okay. Ugh. Very agonizing. Very, very agonizing. I mean, she's already had ten pounds of dead tissue removed, and she's likely to have more procedures in her future. So, I mean, she's had a GoFundMe account help her defray some of the medical costs. She's very sick now, and you know they have to keep her stable, and they've got to remove and clean all these all these areas for the flesh eating virus. And you have to keep going back in and hope you get it right, and hope it uh, and hope it you know stops stops it in its tracks between the antibiotics and the removal and you know you you don't want people to go into uh shock and organ failure and you've got to get you've got to get things working fast once the diagnosis is there and i just feel like the diagnosis could have been done faster but you know what do i know Oh, did I mention that uh, the UK believe that a pair of viruses have led to more than a 1,000 cases of hepatitis in children across 35 countries? Yeah, including the US. At least 22 children have died and 46 have needed liver transplants. Yay! So I guess uh, the viruses have taken uh, to the the infants uh, because the infants missed out on immunity uh, thanks to the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, yay! But there's, you know, good news. Uh, serious cases of hepatitis are rare. And many children who catch the viruses, they reportedly recover. So don't worry about it. If you, you know, have a little kid and they get hepatitis, they it's reported that they recover. So don't worry about it. Quit your whining. It's just meliodosis. It's just flesh-eating bacteria it's just hepatitis. It's just COVID. It's just monkeypox. So shut up, okay? <laughs>